It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, it's 10.03 and it is time to really get serious about the, the Netball World Cup in Cape Town because uh, the Silver Ferns now remain unbeaten at the tournament with some dominant wins over emerging nations and a pretty tight contest with Uganda. Uh, still qualified top of Group D to head into the next stage. Uh, then they hammered Wales last night. I thought that was a very impressive performance. Uh, before a couple of days off, uh, rare days off, their next match up against the host uh, South Africa on Thursday. It's been confirmed, of course, uh, during that, though, that Grace Wiki has succumbed to a knee injury sustained in the Singapore match to be ruled out of the World Cup. Uh, so what does that mean now for the Silver Ferns? Here to uh, help answer those questions for us and give her assessment so far and the path ahead for the Ferns is uh, for the Silver Ferns uh, great uh, and Yvonne Willering and uh, great coach as well So and commentator fully qualified uh, to talk about it at the, this point now. So uh, Yvonne, good morning to you. Uh, coming in at quite a nice time actually, the netball, isn't it? So uh, we're not having too many late nights for that. <laughs> yes, good morning, yeah. <clears throat> Except the game against South Africa, what? That's going to be about four o'clock in the morning, so it's going to be an interesting encounter. But boy, what headlines uh, Grace Nowicki made yesterday. And not only to our, our own team, the Silver Ferns, but you've got to appreciate other teams that are s still set to play against the Ferns. They're now going to have to relook as to how they're going to combat the Ferns because obviously that height advantage that Grace had, there was, you know, th there was always going to be hard to mark. So, uh, um, yeah, a different lineup that will take uh, the silver that will be there for the silver moons in these key matchups. Well, there were a couple of uh, options, uh, replacement options on show last night, and to be perfectly honest, uh, uh, Yvonne, I'm not sure how how hard they were tested, but I, I, I thought they both came came through very well as options. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? I mean, you know, I mean, Grace Nowicki, she is going to be missed. Absolutely, she is. But the thing is that the Silver Ferns have not had a reliance on a set combination today. Do you have a look at all these the games uh, in that first pool match plays? You know, basically all 12 players took the court. So there isn't the reliance on one individual player. So now we've got a situation where either Wilson or, or Selby Ricketts, for that matter, needs to step up in the goal shoot position and actually both of them did last night and uh, they took on the challenge well and really you look at Wales uh, and you would expect them to have been the best team that we've played to date but it wasn't as you indicated in the intro the best game for New Zealand actually was against Uganda uh, when we played them and again we had a number of different combinations there so yeah whilst it's a sad loss not to have Grace Nowicki I mean we're going to go into the next game fairly confident I was far more confident about the Silver Ferns um, outing after last night's game. Don't, uh, mm. Not even looking at how Wales was playing, but you have a look at it. Compared to the Singapore game, which obviously we were going to win easily, I think that the Ferns had far greater control, both on attack and defence, and there were also less unforced errors, and I think that was very important. And last night, and also Kelly Jury alluded to it, you know, they obviously, I mean, they went out there, it was... It was 
difficult, obviously, hearing the news, but also they, they went out to enjoy it, and you could see it defensively by the number of intercepts that everyone took, and yeah, everyone took responsibility, so I'm feeling so much more confident now for our next encounter against South Africa. I I look at the defensive end as well. Obviously, you know the score is very very impressive. But you look at the defensive end. Wales get their fair share of possession, of course. That's the way netball is played. But um, you know yep. to keep them down to thirty four goals in the course of four uh, quarters, four competitive quarters, yep. uh, eight goals in the first quarter, uh, eight goals in the second quarter, and six goals in the third quarter. Outstanding. Yep, absolutely. And you could say, oh, you know, those were the Welsh unforced errors. No, they weren't. Um, you have a look at the number of intercepts were taken uh, by the team. And I think that's that's the great thing about it. In the past, leading up to these games, the Ferns had really good defensive structures in place. But at times they were guilty of not actually going out and taking the intercept when they presented themselves. And I think now they're starting to do that. And it doesn't matter what defensive combination we've got there. Um, you know, that they're coming to the party. They will gain great confidence from last night's game and they need to take that into the next game. The headache that Dame Nolan Taru has got is who's she going to play at wing defence, who's she going to play at centre? And I think Heffernan is, is, is a big player in that situation, whether she plays wing defence or centre, and Berger, whether she plays wing defence or goal defence. So those are headaches that are, that are welcomed, actually, by, uh, by the coach. I was going to ask you actually about the the speed of the service through the midcourt. I, I thought the transition was very good. Absolutely. And now we've got a slightly more what I call a moving circle, although now if you have a look at it, um, certainly Wilson knew that her priority was to be available for shots at goal. And so she stayed within the goal circle and she played more of a holding game. And that is and that is probably more our New Zealand style of play rather than having two moving shooters. So Ekinacio, obviously, well, I think she will be the goal attack. And so she will be the moving player and the draw player of the defenders and then you've got the, the likes obviously now of either Wilson or uh, Selby Ricketts in the back. They do provide something slight different. I think certainly Wilson is more the holding player. She needs to be careful that she's not penalised by the umpire because sometimes she does back into the defenders when she's holding space. Selby Rickett is a great feeder of the ball and certainly she showed last night. I think she only had two misses in, you know, with all her attempts so certainly she's coming to the party as far as accuracy is concerned so um, yeah whilst you know obviously Grace and Wiki now out it does provide other opportunities and when Maturau came on I've never seen such a nervous player as when she came on but then she settled into it and appreciate and this has been the great thing by having the 15 players um, and the three that's the three travelling reserves with the team they did everything with the team like off the court they knew the culture they knew the discipline everything that was required so when Matura came back onto the court she knew what was required so it's not like she's coming in cold into the team so I think that she'll slot in quite well probably won't be used in a starting lineup in the next few games but at least um, uh, Dave Nolan Tarua knows that she is available should she be required Yvonne, you look at a game of netball um, of this magnitude through different eyes than 
than we do, and you look at selections through different eyes. When it comes to going forward, okay, so South Africa, so would you or would uh, Dame Knowles, etc., would you look at the opposition and say, I need different combinations for for that particular style of opposition, or do you just say, these are my best seven players, I believe? No, you're exactly right with the first. Yeah, she will pick her team according to, and it's not the, not really having so much focus on the opposition, but yeah, it comes. But certainly the opposition comes into it. A Kelly Jury, for instance, you are more likely to play her at goalkeeper against a tall shooter, and she's now in a situation a situation where she comes out for intercept. So no, I think that's what's the great thing about the Silver Ferns. They do not have just the main seven plus. Reserves now. A number of teams do have that, and when things don't go well, they suddenly are caught making substitutions for what I believe is the wrong reasons. Whereas when uh, the Ferns make substitutions, certainly leading up to now, it has been all tactical for tactical purposes. So um, yeah, I think that will continue. But have a look at it. It is starting now. Rather than get just players' opportunities on court, mm. now we're looking at combination work and against. Notice again. Wales, the same combination stayed on uh, for half the game and you're going to find against South Africa that's going to happen as well. This is no longer about experimenting to see which is the strongest uh, combination. This is now uh, about combinations. I think you will still see some subs, but I do not believe from South Africa, Jamaica onwards, that you're going to see 12 players take the court. It ain't going to happen. Okay, Yvonne. Right, uh, let's look at, um, before we look at the other sides, you happy with the officiating? Or yep. There was a worry about the side, the physical side of it. There was worried about uh, whether we would have to change tactically compared to the, the, the style of netball we've been playing at home domestically. You've been happy with what you've been seeing there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to appreciate um, and, uh, you know, you've got to also get used to the umpires. And so it's not just about the opposition. It's also, and and I know that they will be checking out just to see how the umpires go. The umpires that we had against Wales, I doubt that we would have them in the tough games because appreciate, well, you know, that whilst we have top teams, we also have top umpires. But, yeah, this is about um, making the adjustments. New rules don't come into play until January. So we're basically sticking with, with what we've had in the past, so it's really just about umpiring interpretations. But the physicality, look, don't kid yourself, New Zealand aren't squeaky clean themselves. I mean, you have a look at the number of penalties we also have against us. But what I really think is great with the Ferns now is that, um, yes, certainly they have fewer penalty count and that's really important. Why would you want to stand out of play when, you know, when there's play going on around you? But main reason is that our defensive structures, we are now looking for a ball in flight so we're looking for a ball away from the player whereas when you're doing the one-on-one defense which is typical of the Australians you know that also uh, you'll find there's going to be a number of penalties because you know sometimes the ball can go either way um, with regards to that so the penalty count would be a lot higher uh, with a team that does the one-on-one defense than the one that does space marking and I think that's where we're really developing right now so no don't have a problem with the umpires um 
the players uh, can that now they're they're actually chatting to the to the players. You've got the opportunity for the captain at the quarter breaks to go and check it out. So yeah, I do not believe. Well, certainly to date, the umpires have not been involved in the game. Going to be interesting against South Africa though, um, because mm-hmm. that crowd. I mean, you know how vocal that crowd is. So you know we have to have obviously ump- experienced umpires on that game. Appreciate they will not be from New Zealand because they'll be neutral umpires. But you know they've got to be umpires that will not get involved in the situation. And South Africa is going to be interesting because I looked at it and I'm going, oh, they beat Wales 61-50. So if you look at that, you're going, we're going to be okay. And I believe we will be okay, but I would not take that result into account because South Africa, I know, haven't played their best netball. They've got Pretorius back in the side and there's a lot of respect for her. At the other end of the court, they have got really good shooters in both Venter and Podgator. And then, sitting on the bench, you've got their coach, Norma Plummer. And I know that Dame Nolene has got a lot of respect for for um, Norma. And don't forget, these two coaches know these two teams really well. Yeah, that'll be an interesting matchup, all right. I was just looking at their result uh, yesterday, and they knocked over Trinidad and Tobago 69-28, which is pretty much uh, how we accounted for them as well. With your uh, with your eagle eye, um, looking at the genuine contenders here, and we're getting down to, uh, to brass tacks now, aren't we? Australia 76, yep. Scotland 13, Jamaica 61-49 over Uganda, who I think have been more than handy. Uh, England 72 over yep. Tonga 46. Uh, this is the bracket we're looking at. What are you seeing in those other three? teams. Yeah, exactly. And I think when you look at all four pools, there are a definite top two and a bottom two. And every everyone has presented that. I think certainly where we're playing it now in that pool, that's the strongest pool because it's got both Jamaica and uh, and South Africa in it. But uh, very obvious it is about the top two and bottom two. And we're looking at part, all the results from all the games, you know, and you've got, uh, what, Jamaica and Australia hitting over 100. But they, well, uh, no, they do count. But, you know, don't take too much into account. Don't forget the the scores that from the first round you take through to the second, and that's why goal differential actually is very important. It's probably more important than actually the the score itself. So uh, New Zealand situation, they have a limited teams to only a small number of goals, and I actually believe they sit at the top of the table with regards to that goal differential. So, yeah, you've got exactly as we said right from the start, the contenders, no different from, from what we had at the beginning. Um, you know, Uganda sits just underneath that. So obviously you've got New Zealand, Australia, Jamaica, England, and uh, to a certain extent you've got South Africa there as well. I wouldn't underrate them. So yeah, those are the definite five contenders. But isn't it great that it isn't just a situation where it's going to be an Australia-New Zealand final. In fact, mm. we could actually hit Australia in the semi-final. Uh, we only need to win one of the these two next games to be in the semi-finals. Obviously, we'd love to win both, uh, but you've got a situation. If we win one, then we're good to have a situation because don't forget uh, the second-place team plays the first team of the other section, which then probably would mean we play Australia because Australia's toughest competition coming up is going to be against England. So, yeah, so it's now a situation really about where do you sit in the semi-finals. Although the Ferns won't look beyond their game against South Africa. Yvonne Willering, always tremendous to get your perspective, particularly uh, with uh, netball being 
uh, at its highest level at the moment. Uh, continue to enjoy it, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thanks so much for your observations. We're much better informed going forward, thanks to you. Cheers. Okay, thank you. Pleasure.